Good morning, everyone. I enjoy respecting your time, so we'll move forward quickly. Good morning, everyone watching online, listening online, whatever. Uh, you can find us wherever you find podcasts as well, the audio, and all that. Well, here's a funny story for you. <laughs> so I always said, I literally have always said this. Um, number one, I don't really know what I'm doing. Uh, and I've said that seven years ago when I started doing it. This will actually be year three or four here. Do you know that? I saw a picture the other day of us all worshiping on Easter, and it was 2014. So it'll be four years I've been here. Can you imagine? Uh, looked a lot different, guys. <laughs> it looked a lot different. But anyway, I always said this. I always said, I will, I will show up, I will listen, and I will say what God says. And if ever there's a day he doesn't say anything, I won't say anything. So yesterday I came here, and I was, I was more concerned with being a friend to someone who needed a friend yesterday than I was writing a sermon. But I still had time. I was in the office, I'd eaten lunch, I was hanging out, and my wife's a teacher, I'm not sure she fully understands this, but it's not like doing, I think if you do this thing right, where if you're communicating what God wants you to communicate, you don't get to make lesson plans. <laughs> do you know how many times I've had a message, and I'm sitting there during announcements, and God's going, not today, that was you. And I'll tell you, the last darn thing you need is me, <laughs> in your life. Last thing I need is me in my life. So, but here's another thing I've learned, I suppose, in these years. If you're going to do that, number one, that's what following Christ is about. Like, not, not the movies you watch and, and, and not the things and that. It's, it's are you going to trust me today with this here? And guys, listen, more and more and more of our lives get surrendered. And here's the thing. You think it's going to be easy? No, I mean, no. And that's, that's the point. So I left. I went, maybe he'll talk to me after dinner. <laughs> <laughs> no, not so much. Uh, and then this morning I woke up early, 4 o'clock in fact, to uh, maybe he'll, nope, nothing, nothing. And I got here and I, I had a whole bunch of nothing. Number one, there's a lesson in that. There's a wild lesson in that because I had the choice to, God sometimes seems to be an 11th hour type of God. Do you understand that? He's never late. He's always on time. But very rarely does he arrive early. Do <laughs> you know? And so the thing about our lives is even when we're praying for other people, I guess I'm just jumping into what I believe he might say, um, is, you know, don't, don't freak out and don't give in to fear when things don't look the way you want them to look in your situation. You know what I'm saying? I could sit there and quote, I could quote how Saul lights the fire and says, I was afraid because the army was coming and you weren't here yet. And it's the thing is, listen, get acquainted with fear. Fear will always talk to you. Fear will always talk to you until you're standing next to Jesus in heaven. Fear is going to be a part of your life, but you are responsible with what you do with fear. And I looked at that. I know you all can't see it online, but we have a placard. I don't know. It's a, what do you, whatever, board. It says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid to discourage, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And so I'm sitting here at 1020. The worship team calls and says the worship team's not going to be here. So we have no worship team. We have no sermon. <laughs> but here's the thing. Why would I care about that? Because God is here and he's with us. And it's interesting because then Sharon talks and now I know what I need to say. <laughs> Sharon shared and God downloaded a message into me in that amount of time. <laughs> I'm serious. So I ran into the thing and here's your message today. Boy, he must love you to stress me out this way and to tap and bring it here and say, listen to her now, talk to her. Oh, and by the way, everybody else in this room needs this too. Okay, cool. So here's the thing about life. Pre-message, almost, almost. I was, talk I was talking to Bruce about this. Your most amazing life, 
the most conquering life in this world is a life where you dangle. That's the word I use. And here's what I mean by that. Anything that I've been a part of in my life that has actually had meaning and profound impact on people is always when you just show up and you dangle to the point where, God, if you don't catch me, I'm going to fall. Time and time and time again. It is the days where I'm in a system that I'm not qualified for. With, I do not have the degree in that. But Lord, I'm here. And if you don't help her, if you don't help him, they're going to die. And every single bloody time he comes through beyond what we could ever imagine. And the next day I'm sitting there and I, there's that fear again. You've got nothing. And now I've learned to say this. I know. I'm used to that. It's okay. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I mean, I look at my children. I look at my wife. I look at you guys. Every area of my life, I look at my finances. And, and that voice says, you're not enough. And I go, I agree with you. But I'm just not going to give in to fear because of it. And that, I believe, is that thread that is so hard to walk. Living in a constant place where we don't have confidence in us. And it's confidence in the unseen. No wonder the rest of the world thinks we're Looney Tunes. Because it's so counterintuitive. You have mechanisms and processes inside of you that are trying to keep you in control. It's called survival instinct. We live by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. So number one, I'm going to get on the message. Here we go. And you need to hear this more often. Good job. You're here. Do you know that? Which means this. You're still walking and you're still pursuing God. Good job. You've had enough voices of condemnation throughout the week where you've dropped the ball or I'm tempted to this and tempted to that, but you're here, aren't you? Guys, I was sitting in a restaurant, uh, Eben's Hearth, as it were. Uh, anyway, um, I was going to tell you what I had to eat, but this is not the AJ show. Uh, <laughs> wings, y'all know. <laughs> they give you the hot towel, too, so it keeps your hands clean. <laughs> so I'm a fan of. But I was sitting there, and we were talking about the rapture, and I'm not going to get into that today. It's the harpazo. I truly believe that those who uh, have the Spirit of Christ inside of them, something profound and miraculous is going to happen as God is closing down the world. Well, anyway... Do you realize that if that is actually true, sitting in a crowded restaurant, myself, my friend Ed Sachs, and probably one other person would be the only people gone? Statistically, how many people do you really feel follow Jesus Christ with all they have? Come on. Lots of people say it. Lots of people know of him and they know about him, but they do not know him. I'm not coming at them. That's what we're spending our lives for. Hello. But on the converse of that, don't just sit there and be sad. Good job, you guys. You're here. So many things have tried to take you down and get you to stop believing. I'm looking at Steph. I'm looking at Julie. I'm looking at the Cuthberts. I'm looking at every story in here. But you're still going. You know what? Receive that. Good job. Well done, good, and faithful. Servant, faithful. I can count on you. It's like the Marines. They're semper fidelis, always faithful. We'll show up. I'm going to be who I'm going to be to you in your life. So receive that today. It goes with the message last week, right? Receive praise. Receive the encouragement. God is proud of you today. Your bed was really warm and comfy, and family fun days are fun on Sunday. I get it. But you're here, man. Good job. Receive that. God sees that. And you're, you, well, you, again, there's better videos on YouTube and Facebook, but you're, you're doing it. You care about your spiritual development. Good job. Good job, man. That's a point that you have to receive. Number two, I want to encounter a lie. I want to take down a lie because a lot of what we have to do in this world is dismantling the untruth that tries to stifle the truth. I want to talk about a lie that, um, that I have 
had to confront over and over and over again in my life and the lives of those that uh, I get the privilege of, of helping, and it's this. <sighs> all right. We all know that you should not walk into a church and expect perfect people no more than you should walk into a hospital and expect healthy people because we are hypocrites in recovery. We are sinners saved by grace. And Bruce still laughs at that. Like, <laughs> we're working on it, guys. We're working on our salvation. We're being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. So we're going to hurt each other. We're going to let each other down. That's life, okay? Imperfect people and imperfect people. Shocking. But as we're doing that, I want, you, I want, to, I want to take something down here. For those he foreknew, I'm quoting the Bible, Romans something. Uh, not good at that part of it. <clears throat> For those he foreknew, he predestined, he made it their, pre, their uh, destiny to become to the image of God, conform to the image of God, okay? I, again, I didn't have the message, sorry. But along those lines, I want to tell you something. The enemy and your own voices, the voices of your parents and the people that have come before you, are going to tell you a lie. And some people have become so wrapped around this lie that it steals their power. And I'm going to tell it to you today. There is a lie out there that you can go back to what you once were after you've grown. You may have even heard Christianese say, backslide. Wait a minute. Now, let me confront this and shoot it down. The way the world wants to change things are natural. Well, actually, I have a prop. My sketches are sketchy <laughs> they're not always great but i want to explain you to you okay it looks almost like a solar system but i want to explain something it's just a circle with a thing in the front you see that two two circles orbiting a, a solid circle this is your body this is your mind and this is your spirit as i've said before if you want to figure out the trinity of father son holy spirit you look at yourself julie julie is mind Body and spirit. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Which one's God? They all are. Which one's you? They all are. Wait, what? That's how you figure out the Trinity. You just look at yourself because we are a Trinity. Which part's the real me? All of them. Get it? At different times, the different parts will lead. So there are times when Julie, her flesh is leading, her body. There are times when her mind is leading. The goal is that your spirit will lead you more often. So we see Jesus say, I can only do what the Father does. At that moment, the Father's leading. Do you know who raised Jesus from the dead? Don't shout it out. Because all three of the Trinity are given credit in different parts of the Bible. Holy Spirit raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus raised himself from the dead. Father raised himself from the dead. Look it up. I give you my word. Do you know how many... Uh, oh, yeah, I could keep going. So that's who you are. You're a Trinity. So if you want to figure out God, you look at you. If you want to figure out you, you look at God. You get it? That's new revelation, by the way. Don't act like that's not dynamite hot fire. It obviously is. Well, it leads me to this. <laughs> it leads me to this. The way we try to go about, and this is only part one, the way we try to go about changing ourselves and our world and our lives, around, our lives and our relationship usually is this. This is what you're used to. You empower that guy right there. You empower the middleman. Your mind. Magazines will give you information. How to change your body and blah, 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 blah. And so we set forward, and I gave a similar message to the beginning. I want to change this about myself, so I'm going to use my mind. I'm going to set out a workout plan. I'm going to command my body. So we use our mind to command our body in the situations around us. That's what the rest of the world does. It's all we've got until we receive spiritual life. Then, as I always say, I'm going to throw a lot at you today, but you know, this is what happens when I don't have a message. Okay, so we have a candle right here. 
This is Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit comes in contact with our spirits. He ignites himself inside of us. Now you've got spiritual life. And do you know what the most powerful part of you is? Your spirit. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is inside of you. I just quoted the Bible. Now, Julie, the cool part is that's either true or it's not. Settle that. I, AJ, I have didymos. It's where we get our word dynamite, didymos. I have the same power that raised Christ inside of me now. 16-year-old AJ didn't have it. That person's dead. That doesn't exist anymore. I now have this inside of me. So if I want to lose weight, how the heck do you think I should do it? Probably from that power, not here. And if I want to change how I think about how I think, if I want to change the way I relate to other people and all that, how do you think, where do you think I should draw from? Probably here, right? Nowhere in the Bible is your mind given credit, even talked well about. In fact, it says this, the heart is above all things. Now, heart, soul, and mind are interchangeable. They're the collection of who you are, quote unquote, okay? The heart is deceptive, Deceptive above all other things. Your heart and your feeling and your mind will lie to you. It'll let you down. And so here's the thing. I say this because you can go back to who you once were if your mind has only been changed. But if you have been changed, you will never be what you once were because you no longer are. Amen? The word says be transformed by the renewing of your mind, but it doesn't say your mind is transformed, does it? <laughs> Thus supporting my hypothesis here. So there is a lie that, ready? My second point of the day. We're commanded to forgive people. And I have, uh, because of the generosity of a wonderful person, I have a bell in my office. It's a beautiful little elfin Christmas looking bell. And it's hung on the wall. And you want to know why that's there? Y'all know, ask me. I feel like y'all have the question, but nobody ever asked me. Why does the dude get a bell on the wall? That's weird, right? Well, because when we sit in the office and dangle, I'm tying it all together here. The first thing God tends to do is, is, is ask you and tell you to get in line with his plan by forgiving those people that have hurt you the most. Yuck! Who wants to do that? It's the gateway to freedom. You're tied to them until you forgive them. I brought handcuffs up here one day. Uh, I told a story about a bunch of guys that uh, bullied me when I was younger and how I was thinking about them 10 years later and the reality was they weren't thinking about me. So who's tied to who? And you know how I got rid of them? You know how I stopped dragging that, those bones around? I forgave them. And that cut them off and they're, they're gone. It doesn't mean what they did was right. It sets me free. But here's what I'm saying. I know I'm throwing a lot at you and Holy Spirit can use this throughout the week because it's wisdom, wisdom. When we do that, you get up and you, you ring a bell. Forgiveness is a choice. So when you forgive someone, you declare with your mouth, which is how creation was done, right? You use your words. I forgive them. I don't feel like forgiving them. I choose to today, Lord Jesus. I forgive them right now. Boom, 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 boom. Because the whole part, cool part is about forgiveness and about a bell. You can't unring a bell. Do you understand? But then a couple days later, that person comes around again. And I stop forgiving them. But listen, the, the devil's lied to you and said you didn't ever forgive them or you unforgave them. And I'm here to tell you today, no, you just stopped forgiving them. You can't go back to who you were. It's a lie. If you forgave them, it is done. Now keep forgiving them. Anybody ever read The Shack? Yeah. One, two, three, four. I, 
I tend, movie was great too. Movie was great too. Tim McGraw, yo. And uh, Tim McGraw was in it, guys, okay? Um, I read that once a year and here's why. Do you remember when the main character, something brutal had happened to his daughter, which mess with me, that's one thing. Mess with my kids, it's gonna take probably a little longer to get around to forgiving you. But um, terrible had happened to his daughter. And God personified one of the Trinity. Trinity's really well done in the shack. Explains to him the forgiveness that he needs to offer this, the person, the perpetrator. And, and Mac finally gets it and he goes like this. He's walking over to the hardest moment in his life and he goes, I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you. Do you know that that's what forgiveness looks like? That's what forgiveness looks like. Stop how you feel. That's your mind. Your spirit knows and comes in line with, Father, you said I need to forgive everyone. You let me out of prison, I got to let them out of prison. But I got to keep doing it in my spirit until the rest of me gets it. And there'll be a day, you ready? Let's do the mind, where you don't dwell on the thoughts anymore. Then another level of victory coming out of your spirit because of your choice is all of a sudden I don't think about it or when I think about it, there's no more pain. Wow. Anybody have ever been set free from that? I can look at the worst things in my life and it looks like someone else's movie now. I don't have any emotions attached to that. Those are the ones I used to, you're laying in your bed and you start sweating, then you take the cover off, then you get real cold, then you come back on, but it's all because of that visceral response. Go figure, your body follows. But the, the last layer of this is this. Your body will let you know truly when you've forgiven someone. When you can see them and your heart rate and your pulse and secretions of sweat don't happen anymore your body is actually a huge tattletale to your spirit we've discovered that this week no I'm not, I'm not joking if you see someone and your heart rate goes up there's something wrong me 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 alarm 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 because your mind will influence your body and your body will tattle if I feel this way I'm giving into fear and anxiety me 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 something's wrong with your spirit but my whole hypothesis today is this the devil's going to sit there and tell you that that process of change that you're going undergoing, you're going to end up being back to that person, that victim, that powerless person. You're going to go back to that again. And it's like, yeah, you would be right if I was doing it like everybody else. If I was just changing my mind and trying harder. Oh, you're absolutely right. But the power that rose Christ from the dead is actually conforming me and changing me. It is impossible for me to go back to that. Yes, you got to get this, guys. Because here's the other thing. Ready? second uh, picture of the day. Some of you may or may not recognize this. So there's, oh, you. <laughs> oh, oh, funny. You want to hear a joke? <laughs> I almost wrote, there's you. I abbreviated. This is the process. And then I almost wrote F you because it's future you. <laughs> Stuff you can't do. Remember sometimes I've counted down from three the wrong way too? <laughs> ah, what were humans doing? I find it funny. Uh, Fute. Future you, and I'll actually spell it out. Future you. You could say grow up, but it's been all this time and I never have. So good luck. All right, so there's you presently. There's this thing in the center. It's a box, and there's future you. And this is a, 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 an illustration I came up with a little while ago I like so much I want to give the mass. The masses. Um, anybody ever, does anybody know anyone in the military? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, you got three kids. Right, you all know. Now, so here's your person over here. I should have put a C. There's a C. That's the civilian person. The civilian person makes up their mind. This goes with part one of good job. 
The civilian person makes up their mind that they no longer want to be a civilian person and live just like anyone else. Good, bad, or indifferent, they're going to do something different, okay? Lots of times, let's be honest, this life here wasn't appealing to them anymore. They wanted this other life, or it sometimes needed another life, let's be honest. So they enter into this thing right here, and we're going to just say, we're going to call it boot, because they all have a boot camp, and it looks differently. They'll all pick on each other about whose boot camp is harder. You know, they'll say the Air Force is like sitting on a cozy couch, right, Mom? We went to hang out with my brother in his barracks, and the army down the road was half the size and all this sort of stuff. So they'll all do that, but the reality is this. Boot camp is a, a, a condensed time of breaking you down, the systems that haven't been working, and building up a new system, a new system, a way to think, a way to dress, a way to approach authority, a way to fire, a way to fight, a way to get it. They don't, they're literally not interested in, in, in changing you. They break you down to nothing and they rebuild you into the image that they desire. Some would even say their own image. You, you're picking up what I'm putting down here, Tonto. And then, of course, coming out of that is, is uh, military so-and-so, okay? Or in this, I've said future you. Understand this. This walk with Jesus Christ, Bruce was talking about dying to self. That's part of it. We were talking about process, right, this week in the truck about taking away aggression and, or and passivity is also a sin. We got to get some of the center. That's just the process we're in. The reality is this. The walk with Christ, it's that right there. Make no, make no mistake. And number one, you're one of the very few people you know that have entered this process. Number one, good job. Number two, let me ask you something. The people that come out here in, let's say, in different areas, will army so-and-so, is that person ever going to go back to being this person, this person here? Even if they're discharged, right? They're never the same, are they? Because they've gone through a process that took them at their core and made them something different. And so if you looked at cadet so-and-so or ranger so-and-so or right? And said, you're the same boy you used to be. It's absurd, isn't it? They come out changed, don't they? Well, then why do you believe that you're going to be, go back and be that same person you once were, that victim you once were, right? Or that if given those circumstances of the things you regret, that you'd make the same choices. That's a good one. That's a good one. Why do you think and agree with the enemy that if you went back there, you'd make the same choices? And number two, why would you condemn yourself for the fact that you've grown now and were unable to make those choices then. Wow, that's too much. I understand. Okay. Do I want to hang out on that? That's a lie from the pit of hell. Well, I guess you didn't really forgive that person then. And you turn and you go, no, I'm just really bad at forgiving today. I stopped forgiving them, but I'm going to pick it up and keep moving. Thank you, Donna. That'll change your life, dude. I don't care. Because we're all going to get, get wounded. And it's how you can have a relationship with that kid that's acting crazy. It's how you can have a relationship with the people that keep hurting you. And again, I've talked before about setting boundaries. It's okay to love somebody from over there. I'll give you another thing that I often say. It's okay to shut the door. I just feel as though with Christ in their hearts, it's not okay to lock it. Reconciliation may come. Jules, you hear what I said? I said, it's okay to shut the door. It's just not okay to lock it. That person keeps hurting you. Shut the door. You'd want your kid to shut the door. Which one of us would want our kids to bang their head against the wall over and over again? And yet you think Father God is commanding you and condemning you to do that? No. Get out of that situation. But 
if ever reconciliation does come around, you'll be open to that. That's all. Because his grace will be sufficient in that moment as long as you haven't cut that off completely. You feel me? Burning bridges is a really good metaphor for that. Just don't light the match. Cross the bridge. Get the heck out of there. But just don't set it on fire. Shut the door. Don't lock it. Amen? Now, there's a couple other things I want to say about this. And this has set some of y'all free, I hope. Some days, we're all in this. I could tell you the areas right now that I'm really focused and aware of what God's doing in my life. Just keep going. Okay, we're all in it. That's why we don't judge each other's walk. If it's an addiction you're working through, weight loss, divorce, whatever it may be, I'm over here. I got my own thing going. Man. I don't got time to throw stones at you. If you need my help, I'm here. But man, who's got time to look at other people's papers? If you come from that church or that system, be healed. That does not happen here. It doesn't. And these people have been here for years and they understand it. But here's what I want you to understand about this. And this is such a profound point. It's going to blow your mind. Sometimes this process, the boot camp, the being conformed, really sucks. Really, really sucks. So bad for day after day after day and week after week and week after week. And it might even suck for a really long time. And your boys would go, oh, yeah, that's the nature of boot camp. It's the nature of it. Nobody walks up and goes, I love being here. <laughs> Can I re-up? Get, get out of what? You, first of all, the drill sergeant would just kill you on the spot if you ever said that, right? Can I re-up this? This breaking down of me and making me the best version of me, it's, it's fun and it's awesome. I really enjoy this. But on the other end, you ready? Some of us think, and it's the life in the pit of hell, some of us think there's something dreadfully wrong or wrong with us if we get real low. You know what? Man, you're lucky I'm not cussing up here. I swear to God. Sometimes it just really sucks. And we start going, what's wrong? This really sucks. I don't, I don't feel full of faith today. I don't, I don't feel it. I don't, I don't feel you. I don't feel it. Whatever. And I would just say this. Be still. That's fine. There's lots of precedent in the Bible. It's an actual war and an actual breaking down of yourself. It's not going to feel good every day. Don't panic. I'll show you Elijah who comes down a mountain off a huge victory. Some of your worst lows will come after your greatest victories. Comes down the mountain and says, literally saw fire from heaven. Lays down and says, that's it. I'm done. I'm tired of running. I'm scared. Lord, I ask that you take my life. I want to die. Suicidal dude. Depressed dude. Manic in the Bible. He's not the only one. And what does God do? Gets up and smacks him, right? He says, I just called fire down from heaven, dummy. You've been walking with me for 30 years, dummy. Is that what God says? No, in fact, God doesn't say anything. He cooks him a meal to help him get strength back and to provide for him, to remind him he's faithful. All these other things. Sharing a meal with someone is so intimate, isn't it? And he lets him go back to sleep because sometimes y'all just need to stay in bed, take the day off. What are you doing? If you're going through something hard, care for yourself. Hello, anyone? Oh, I should keep going. I should, I should. Who told you that, dude? Because now, Uncle AJ's telling you, some days you're not going to have it in you. But the same power that raised Christ from the dead is working against all that stuff that's resisting. It's a struggle. And some days you're going to feel like you lost the round. Don't panic. Just get up the next day. Okay? So what does he do then? He cooks him another meal and essentially encourages him. I told you last week, God wants to encourage us as well. But don't panic if this following Christ thing has been has felt hard or has, as I use the word, stinks or sucks. It's okay. And you know what a good skill in life is? 
I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do this with my kids. There's a couple Navy SEALs that give talks, and they'll say things like this. Make your bed every morning. It's a, it's a, it's a touch of excellence that sets the, the tone for the rest of the day. And it's a touch of discipline that'll push you forward. And I'm looking at that, and I'm like, but it also, there's a guy out there, Goggins, he was a Navy SEAL who went through BUDS training like three times, and one time he did it on two broken legs. Oh, yeah, it's insane. But his philosophy is this, embrace the suck. Do something every day that's really uncomfortable. Because we, in the Western world, run from it, where lots of people in the world, suffering is all around them, and it's a part of life. It's the wallpaper to their growing up. Ed just got back from Israel suffering certain areas they can't go to india whatever i'm not coming at you i'm saying this inside of you because you've got the power of christ inside of you you have the power to overcome any of the suck around just sit in it and don't panic man it's a lie oh you're gonna backslide brother i'm struggling today man i'm struggling i don't know what to tell you i'm still authentic and i'm still open before god that's what matters and if he wants you he'll get a hold of you can i get an amen there I had, oh, I didn't want to tell you about my weekend. Well, just people, people thinking they should author my change. We think you're not changing fast enough in this area. And it took me a day of breaking off the condemnation and saying this, saying if he wants to get a hold of me, he's got to get a hold of me. And you know what? As long as I'm open before him. You know? And, and again, that process, sometimes it gets hard. But let me just tell you, don't freak out if it stinks. You just got to keep going. You will be changed, actually changed. Remember how we talked about right at, uh, at, at New Year's? The way you actually facilitate change is to change the spirit man. And so, let me get ready to conclude by saying this. God will change you literally. In, uh, all right, well, let me, let me do this. It's counterintuitive. Uh, me and Kirk have been working out at Maxie Hall uh, for a while now. And just in the physical, I'll give you a metaphor. There's a lot of different ways to exercise your body. Well, one thing I came up with a while ago uh, when I was training, you were training Zach at one point, and this this bun bodybuilder, he won, he won Mr. Buffalo number two. I didn't train him, I trained with him. I don't want to say that. But there's a way of training, which is what I'm undergoing right now, and I'm teaching this other person, is there's a way of training where you get your, make yourself strong from the inside out. You don't go for the beach muscles that look good. We're not going for endurance. We're going for an entire uh, strength and endurance together. But can I tell you where, when you start to change your body, can I tell you, if you do it right, you start to get strong from the core out? Yeah, seriously. Like, I'm just saying, the looks will be the last thing you see. And once you see the looks, that muscle is so well-formed, it's, it's, it's optimized. It's strong. It's, it's lean if you work from the inside out. Now, you are being changed. You are being conformed. You just might not see it until it's truly, fully developed. Do you understand? So number one, good job. Keep going. Be encouraged. And there's nothing wrong with understanding we are the, and I don't want to say chosen here, but we're the ones. We're the sons and daughters of God. Look around this room. How privileged and blessed are we to be here today? Good job. Feel special, you are. Number two, don't buy into the lie that you, you're ever going to go back. That is a spirit of fear trying to tell you you'll become that person again. It's not going to happen. It cannot happen. Because the way God transforms us is irrevocable. It's from the inside out, from the spirit man affecting the others. 
you continuously just sur surrender your mind. Make sure your mind doesn't get the, get the reins. That's all you got to do. Does that make sense? I think I should teach that for a second. The way you do it is you might meditate on God's truth and what he says about things, situations. You don't let your mind lead. The mind is a bad, the mind is a bad leader. And the last thing is freedom and growth, man. They're real, but it's hard. Don't be shocked if you have days that, that are hard. You just keep going. You're never, where do you hit when you aim a gun or a baseball or whatever? Where do you hit? Where you aim. And everybody in this room, I believe, has aimed their lives and their spirits at the one thing that will not let us down, and that's Jesus Christ. And so here's the thing. Ready for your big homework this week? Just keep going. Don't let the enemy lie to you and tell you, oh, you're going to go back to that person. You're going to quit. You're going to give up, and then I'm going to destroy you. No, 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 no. You just keep going, okay? So I'm going uh, to shut it down. Brian, we're going to have to come up with a song to sing. Oh, how about this? Never once. Huh? <laughs> yes, Donna agrees. I agree. Thank you for listening and watching online. We're going to sing a song about never once walking alone. That too is a lie and how we will be conformed.
sticking with us, Lord God, for never giving up on us, Lord. It strikes me, though, as we're standing on the mountaintop or if we're kneeling on the battleground, the view is the same for you. <laughs> I never thought of that. It looks desperately different for us, and we panic and we cry and we say, where are you, Lord? Oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, and you're right with us. We know you are. We thank you that you've been faithful. We look in the rearview mirror of our lives. We look at the things that should have taken us down. We look at the fear we once owned. We look at the misery we walked through. We see that it was you leading us through there. We know that you're faithful. So thank you, Lord God, for all you've done. Lord, please seal the words uh, that you shared today, Lord God. Seal them in our hearts, Father God. Help us to receive them, Father God. Help us to be encouraged. Help us to receive your encouragement and uh, your kudos, Lord God, as well. I'm proud of us for, for taking, choosing this path. We know it's not us who chose you, it was you who chose us, but our, with our will and volition, we've continued to walk with you, Father. So we submit and surrender to you, Father God, that we want to be transformed. We know it's got to be our spirit, man, that changes from within. But we will not be afraid, Lord God. Not be afraid of going back to where we were. Worship